Hello, I'm Matt Watts and this is 72Cast, the podcast about people who love the EFL or people who love the EFL. On this episode, I caught up with Exeter City fan and fundraising extraordinaire, Jack Vickery. Jack, thank you so much for coming on the pod. My first question is potentially quite a tricky one, but what are your first memories of Exeter City Football Club? No worries at all for coming on the pod. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'd say my first memories really are kind of being on the big bank with my mum and granddad in the kind of years where we were conference, uh, pushing towards League Two. Um, also being in the old grandstand with my dad. Those are the kind of first uh, memories, really, I can I can remember of Exeter City, really. Now, when I was a boy, one of my first real experiences of loss was my team having to sell my favourite player because we were in a spot of financial difficulty. You also lost your favourite player, but your sense of loss was on a whole different level to mine. Do you remember where you were and what you were doing when you found out that Adam Stansfield had passed away? Yeah, I do remember that exact moment. So um, obviously we kind of knew Adam was unwell. Uh, At the time I was on holiday in Turkey. So like you say, when these moments happen, it's kind of funny how you kind of always like remember very, very well where you were at that exact point and, yeah, for me, it was really upsetting being in the pool in Turkey at the time um, with my family. And yeah, my brother kind of yeah said to us like in the pool at the t- when I was in the pool with my dad at the time that obviously Adam had passed. So yeah, that's always stuck with me, that exact moment where I was at that point in time. For those people listening to the pod who never got to see Adam play, what type of player was he? Um, so obviously he was someone who would always give 110% and I feel as someone who supports a lower um, lower league team, that's really something that you can, the one thing that you always want in that player. So they've obviously got real qualities, um, footballing-wise, ta- tactical and technical ability, but that one thing that you can always ask of them is just to give 110% and Adam really did give 110% every game just the way I remember I think it was Steve Tully on a podcast a former player said he would make my bad balls down the line because he was playing a right he was playing right back my bad balls down the line into excellent passes because Adam would always chase them down and end up getting those um, kind of lost causes and what about Adam Stansfield, the person? What was he like off the pitch? So it wasn't also Adam as a footballer. It was Adam, the person, the man. He was such a fantastic human being. So I remember as a young uh, little tacker going up to Tiverton um, in a football tournament and Adam was there. And it was just kind of, he was such a genuine person. He was there possibly with Jay or one of his other sons who would be in that tournament. But everyone going up to him, asking him for pictures. He was just, he would give you the time of day. And 
for me growing up seeing that it was just amazing really and it, like I say it wasn't just Adam that footballer it was Adam that person and he was so loved by everyone for just how kind and caring he was and this kind of leads on to another story um, that the foundation kind of told us I think it was at one of Jay's training sessions um, Adam turned up and one of the um, one of the players on his team didn't have football boots so Adam kind of said to to that player kind of you know where's your football boots you're going to need them and his response was I can't afford football boots so then the following week Adam came to that training session um, and he brought a new pair of football boots for that young player now in the wake of Adam's passing, his family took the decision to set up the Adam Stansfield Foundation. The foundation aims to help give young people the unique opportunity to develop life skills through the power of football and to assist them in their goals of living the dream. Through their website, the foundation also hopes to highlight and raise awareness of illnesses caused by bowel cancer. Jack, when did you and your brother get involved with the foundation? So originally, my brother Tom, uh, in 2015, did the Great West Run with one of his friends, Alex. Um, so he kind of first got into the foundation then in 2015, um, and he managed to raise 4000 for the foundation. So that was just through kind of sponsorships from friends, family. But also one way he raised money then was kind of auctioning items off on Twitter and Facebook. So kind of... The way he went about it was asking players that played with Adam at the time or knew of Adam to donate, whether that be signed football shirts um, or boots, all sports memorabilia. And yeah, him and Alex managed to raise about uh, £4,000 during 2015 for the foundation. So then in 2019, it was coming up to Adam's ninth anniversary. So the ninth anniversary of Adam's passing. So Tom came to me and kind of said, it would be great if we could do something. Obviously, he'd already done the Great West Run, so he kind of knew what all that was about. He said, I'm up for it if you want to do it. So I went ahead and said, yeah, absolutely, we'll do it. Um, so then in January 2019, we start. We are, I knew from him how to kind of the best ways of raising money. He obviously knew because he'd done it before. So we reached out to many different sports people um, at the start of that year. And yeah, to this day, we've raised 214000 for the foundation. Which I think anyone listening to this podcast will agree is an absolutely incredible amount. I mean, I see on your social media to this day that you're still collecting items and auctioning them off. Just out of interest, how many items do you reckon you have actually collected and auctioned? Um, that is a good question. I'd say, oh, I don't know, definitely over a thousand um, items easily, I'd say. And that's kind of got to give massive credit to my mum or our mum for parceling up and sending out the items as well. But yeah, definitely over a thousand. Um, but we've got a list down of everything that we've kind of sold. So It'd be interesting to kind of see the exact number. Now, of course, when we talk about Adam Stansfield and his legacy, we can also now talk about Jay Stansfield as well, because 
Jay is Adam's son. He was part of the Exeter Academy. He left the Exeter Academy and went to Fulham. But then last season, he returned on loan. I think everyone who is connected with football in any way probably saw the pictures of him holding up the Stansfield nine shirt in front of the stand that adorns his father's name. Just for you, as a fan of Adam Stansfield, what was it like that moment when Jay returned to the club? Yeah, so these moments are really stand out. You kind of remember exactly where you were. So this time I was on holiday again, this time in Tenerife. And obviously via social media saw the the announcement of Jay and me and many other supporters couldn't really believe um, what we were seeing, really. It was kind of that fairy tale, that fairy tale comeback. Um, and especially Jay wearing that number nine shirt that his father wore so so brilliantly um, throughout the years with us. It was just a really, really special moment um, for obviously Jay, the family, and also all of us supporters as well. I love the fact that you were on holiday once again, but this time it's happy memories that have been created. As you said, that number nine shirt, the shirt that actually was retired in the wake of Adam's passing, brought out of retirement so Jay could wear it. Obviously, you had an excellent season in League One last year on the back of the promotion winning campaign. But I'm assuming Jay scoring that hat trick, final home game of the season, that's got to be the highlight, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. That was the absolute fairy tale ending. So before that game, Jay was on six league goals um, or six goals for that season with us. And obviously getting that hat trick, he managed to finish on nine goals. So nine goals for that loan season with us in the number nine shirt. Yeah, we we couldn't have asked for anything more throughout the whole season. Jay, like Adam, always giving 110% is just for us as Exeter fans, the one thing that we asked for. But then for Jay to have the quality, some of the assists that he got throughout that season were unbelievable and showed that Premier League quality, but also some of the goals he scored as well. But like I say, his overall play, yeah, we'd love to have him back for another season. But for Jay, I think now it's pushing to get into that Fulham first team or potentially a move to the Championship. Um, that next step then in his development. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's not just the fact that obviously he's a Stansfield, he was wearing the number nine. It's the kind of similarities in the way that he played, as you said, always giving 110%, always putting in a shift, but then also having that bit of quality as well in the final third. You mentioned the possibility of him coming back again. As you said, it's probably more likely at this point that he'll stay at Fulham or he'll go on loan to the championship. I mean, there's part of me that thinks, do you know what, because he signed off with that hat trick and because he ended up on nine goals, there's part of me that thinks it'd be quite nice in a way that he sort of left it there. No, exactly. That's what a lot of, obviously all of us as fans want him back because he's champion, top-end championship, pushing towards Premier League quality at the age of 20. So we definitely want that back in our team. But yeah, like you say, finishing off the season with that hat trick can at home, um, in front of a full house at SJP. So, yeah, it's about Jay being um, himself now. It's his own career. He's 20 years old, so he's got a fantastic future ahead of him. Um, now it's just about him getting his head down and really pushing towards getting into that Fulham first team and being a Premier League starter. 
Hi, everyone. I hope you are enjoying this episode of 72Cast. If you are, then please leave us a positive review. It really does help. Also, if you know someone who might like this podcast, then tell them about us. Spread the word. Thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the episode. Before we move on to talking a bit more about Exeter City, I wanted to just go back to the foundation and the work that you've done for the foundation. Have you sort of set yourself any goals of what you would like to achieve for the foundation moving forwards? Is there a particular number? Is there a particular challenge that maybe you're looking at trying to complete for the foundation? Because I know that you and your brother, Tom, have been named ambassadors for the foundation. And, you know, I know you're incredibly proud about that. And I have to say, based on what you've done, I think it's a title that you absolutely deserve. But what are the next steps for you and the foundation? Yeah, so we would love to do another challenge, but it's kind of hard for us to identify what really that is. I think we've definitely got the hook in terms of getting all this sports memorabilia and auctioning it off. And we're kind of seeing that money money total going up and up. And now we kind of think, okay, now we kind of, now's our time to do another challenge. But yeah, we haven't really talked about it or thought what that would be. But yeah, I definitely think it's something that we're we're looking to do in the future. Well, listen, as I said, I think it's incredibly impressive what you've achieved. And I also think that it's really nice that you and your brother are just two young extra fans doing this quite simply because you want to help the foundation as much as possible. I mean, I don't want to generalise too much. I think there are quite a few older people in society who believe that young people today are quite selfish and they're only interested in things like getting more social media followers. But what you and your brother have done really is a credit to yourselves and to your family as a whole. As I said, I wanted to also talk to you about Exeter and about this season because I think from the outside, a lot of people will have seen the number of players that you've lost this summer off the back of a couple of excellent seasons. Obviously, Matt Taylor moved on last year. You've now got a very different looking squad. And I know quite a few people have actually tipped you to struggle in League One this season. What do you make of your chances of having a successful campaign? Yeah, so there's been a lot of change um, these kind of past couple of seasons. For me, this has kind of been the biggest turnover since I've been supporting Exeter. So obviously we had Paul Tisdale for a number of years. Then we had Matt Taylor for a fair few years as well. And then to have that turnaround with a new manager and pretty much now a whole new squad, it is really hard to kind of see where we will end up. But for me anyway, and most of us, I'd say a successful season this year would be a mid-table finish. Um, I know that might not be too um, optimistic for some, but with the turnover we've had, um, but also the quality in League One this year, is, it's going to be a really tough league. So I say if we if we do finish mid-table, I definitely see that as successful. And also it'd be higher than we finished last season as well. So it's going to be really tough. But the way we've started so far, some of the football we are playing, obviously we lost to Portsmouth the other night, but we're going to Fratton Park coming away disappointed at losing, albeit only 1-0, but 
this is how far we've kind of come as a club that we're disappointed at losing at such a big club like Portsmouth. As a football club, Exeter are synonymous with developing their own players. So obviously in the Premier League, you've got the likes of Ollie Watkins in the Championship, Ethan Ampadu. And then in recent times as well, you've seen the likes of Jack Sparks, Archie Collins, etc. move on. Now, I don't want you to put too much pressure on any of your young players, but who are the next batch of young players that wider EFL fans should be keeping an eye on? So last season, towards the end of the season, we had uh, Pedro, Pedro Borges. He came through and did really well um, as a young talent in that squad. We had the games we faced were Sheffield Wednesday away, Ipswich away. So towards that end of the season, we had really tough fixtures, but he really put his foot down to kind of be that next player to come through our academy. Um, also in and around that first team, we've got Sonny Cox as well, another one through our uh, youth system. He's kind of been looked at from a few championship clubs. But yeah, at the minute, he's still with us. Kind of not a regular first teamer at the minute, but hoping this year he can really push on. And then, yeah, we've got a whole new batch of kind of players in that um, under-18 squad that are looking looking to push into the first team as well. As an Exeter fan, how important is it to have the likes of Alex Hartridge, Czech Diabate, these guys in the team? Because, as I said, it is a special club. I think it's different to a lot of other football clubs. And this is a massive part of your DNA, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. This is what we we rely on, having the likes of these homegrown players in our squad. Um, Like you say, Alex Hartridge, um, Harry Kite players like that that know what the club's about, but also being in and around that first team every week in League One um, is something that we're really proud of as a club and hopefully we keep producing that for many more years to come. Brilliant. Jack, thank you so much for your time. And I think I speak on behalf of everyone listening to this podcast. Keep up the good work. You're doing a fantastic job alongside your brother. And yeah, just keep raising as much money as you can for the Adam Stansfield Foundation. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me on to talk about my beloved club and obviously Adam Stansfield and the amazing foundation. Just before you go, if you would like more information about the Adam Stansfield Foundation, then check out their website, www.adamstansfieldfoundation.com. Also, give Jack a follow on Twitter or whatever it's called these days. His handle is at Jack Vickery underscore.